Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about the Nintendo Direct from June. 2023 just happened like yesterday yes two days ago yesterday days ago. i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah this week or yeah three days ago by the time they hear this and so you know this is what they would potentially usually do around like their e3 yeah um yeah. and so yeah this is the e3 continues chris the, the the fake e3 continues yep yep um and so uh we'll talk about that there's some uh some pretty wild announcements from uh from nintendo um this time around and so uh, we'll cover all of that plus we have some news, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Some real E3 news. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, we will. We will see, Chris. We will. Um, so uh, I, this week, I don't. I feel like I have done basically more of the same. Like, where it's like I've I've done more of Zelda, which that's going to be just the forever game for me. I feel like, like where it's like I'm going to be playing that for the rest of the year and chipping away at that. Um, I am very excited that Sonic Origins comes out tomorrow um, whenever we're recording this. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so that'll be in my mailbox tomorrow at some point. Uh, um, I need to double check on my shipment of that. Ooh. Well, yeah. Amazon Great. sent me the notification earlier today. They're like, hey, it's coming. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think I ordered it from Target. I'm pretty sure. So oh, I'm, cool. Do they have like a pre-order see. bonus or something cool? No, they just, that was the only one that was in stock when I ordered. That makes sense. Cause yeah, they didn't have the Amazon switch cart for a long time. Um, is that what you got was the switch cart? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured the same. I'm probably going to get on Xbox as well, but that'll be like a digital thing. So what is this? What is happening here? It looks like this is arriving on Saturday. Okay. That's not too bad. That's just the day after. Sonic Origins Plus Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Okay, well. Saturday. So Saturday, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, hey, sweet. I've got some new old Sonic games. Yeah. Yeah. Plus Plus, we can buy this digitally on Xbox too, though, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's, again, that's, I'm definitely going to buy this on Xbox digitally too. And that's been my typical things like Nintendo things. I'm like, oh, let me get that physically, you know, just in case like the eShop goes down. But like Xbox games, I'm like, okay. That's I mean, if, if they weren't closing down eShops left and right, <laughs> That's I, right. I don't think I'd feel this pressure. Yeah, but. and Sony has, like, they've, they, they held off. They still have not closed, like, the, the stores because they, like, they listened to the consumers and they're like, hey, whoa, we're going to stop and not close these stores. Um, so, like, they've, they've held off, but I do, they, they have also, like, kind of threatened that. And then, uh, and I guess it's the 360 store is, is, is somewhat like some of the titles are being removed based on, um, like licensing or based on like the publishers being like, Hey, we're not selling enough copies to, um, keep this on here or something. I don't know how that all works, but, uh, but yeah, Xbox is like the least, um, close eShop happy of the, <laughs> of the major platforms. I feel like. Yeah. Um, well, in, the, uh, in addition to that, Chris, I, this weekend, so in, uh, in, in the area here, the national area, there's the, like the, the music festival Bonnaroo that was going on and Bonnaroo had a thing with Hulu, um, to stream 
like a lot of their like a ton like you could watch like 12 hours a day of uh, of Bonnaroo like stage oh, festival stuff um, so I checked out some of that stuff, um, saw some really, really cool shows. There was like a Corey Wong show that was really good. Um, there's the, uh, I, I caught like the, the Odessa show, which was really interesting. They had like a drum line that came out and stuff, um, which was interesting. So yeah, there's, there's a, a decent chunk of music that I watched via just like the Bonnaroo, like just, just having it there. Um, it nice. was on like a, it was on like a delay. Um, cause Cody, who's been on the podcast before he went to Bonnaroo and, uh, and I was texting, I was like, oh man, this Corey Wong show is great. He's like, what are you talking about? It just ended. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on some sort of a, like a, uh, like a 30 to 40 minute delay. Um, and so, uh, but it was, it was really fun to watch that and to, uh, to, ex- to experience that from the air conditioning of my home. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's cool. Are they still up there or are they, were they just live streamed? Just live streamed. Like I, I went to go like, I was like, oh man, you should watch this thing. Like I, and, and I was like going to pull it up, but it was just com- like, it's just gone. You can't, you can't even like access it. In fact, you couldn't rewind more than like 10 seconds. Oh wow. Um, That's so wild. I think, I think it was almost like watching like live TV, but it was just that event. Cool. Um, but that's what I've been up to this week, Chris. What have you been up to this week? Oh man, uh, not nah, again. Not not a lot. I don't even think. I mean, what did I do this past weekend? Uh, nothing. Watch some baseball games. Um, you know, just the only newish kind of thing is on a um, uh, Peacock. There are uh, I don't know if I would call them. They're like extended versions of the Office episodes. Um, Wait, that what? Are, yeah, so like they they've put back in some of like the deleted scenes and stuff like that. Whoa, um, that's wild. And, yeah, so it's been interesting going through and watching episodes that uh, I know, but then like all of a sudden there's like something new randomly in, in the middle of it, and it's like, oh, this nothing like really dramatically changes the the storyline but some things are like oh that puts a different spin on this yeah um, super additive that sort of thing you figure yeah. maybe they cut it like because of the broadcasting time i guess yeah no that's 100 percent it wow but, I mean, yeah and so cause, i love cause the, that yeah the the episodes aren't 28 minutes they're you know some of them are 34 some of them are like 31 i think there was like a 40 minute one the other day so like uh, i love that yeah i love that again that's the thing i i do like about streaming is that um the, whoever is doing the shows, they can tell whatever story they want based on like whatever timeline. They're not like forced into an arbitrary like time frame to extend to or to shrink to. Um, the more concerning was the shrinking one, obviously, because like you give me like a, a Mandalorian, and I'm like, man, why is this episode only like 20 minutes long? I want it to be longer. Um, and you know, but uh, they just they're able to tell the stories, and so it's nice to see like a a like streaming platform and i guess the creators uh going in and being like hey let's just put all this back in this is that's great yeah it's interesting for sure um well that's really cool chris um but i think it's time for the news news! all right john we got two news items this week uh the first in the FTC court hearing about uh, the Activision acquisition, Microsoft. Um, there's been lots of things coming out of, out of here. They and, and the, like they've been having to divulge 
or have been divulging or shown documents that show things that uh, that none of us knew until now. But today, uh, Microsoft says they expect the PlayStation 6 and the next Xbox consoles to launch in 2028. I mean, like, at least, like, they could both get together and have agreed that that's <laughs> whenever it is, you know? Well, I mean, I think that they're, I mean, you know, they're estimating, but, I mean, it's going to be a pretty good guesstimation for Microsoft to be like, hey, this seems like it's about yeah. right for the life cycle. Yeah. Um, they've also, like, I mean, I remember uh, an interview with Phil Spencer that I listened to where he said, you know, like, you know, not only do they have the next console in development, but they have the console after that already <laughs> In development, so <laughs> the next next one was, they've got they've got yeah, like no, at least a like sketch. Years ago. They've got like a sketch of it of the of like a rectangle, and they're like somewhere inside of that rectangle, it's gonna go, it's gonna go the stuff for like two Xboxes down the line. Yep. So you know, cool. um, yeah, I I, uh, I I mean, I totally like. I mean, it, it sounds right. Yeah, I, I mean, they might be a year off, but like you know, who knows? That feels cool. about right to me, and I guess like that's about what we had the lat like last gen for. But yeah. they did they did have that mid cycle refresh with the other like powerful consoles like so the uh, Xbox One X again I had the confusion in my head and they also had the PlayStation Pro PlayStation Four Pro and yeah. so like that caused that light like gen to go long it felt like this gen it feels like we're going long but there is no uh, Pro models or mid-cycle, like, updates in sight right now? Well, I mean, it just depends. I don't know what they would do. Like, uh, so the mid-cycle updates last time around upgraded uh, to the everything to, like, true 4K. Like, mm. you know, you think mm, about the... Good call. Uh, the, the Pro, PS4 Pro, and the um, Xbox One X, uh, That's that was the that was the reason you would pick up one of those. Yeah, those. and I never did because at the time I didn't have a 4K TV until right. literally right before the next console, like the Xbox uh, series consoles came out, I didn't have a 4K TV. Um, and so I just felt no need to buy those boxes. That's a, that's a good point because like you had like the, the kind of like the television market was increasing and pushing forward their technology and so the uh console manufacturers were essentially like hey this is an opportunity um to get some people to kind of like buy two consoles in the same same generation why wouldn't we do this you know and 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 make boxes that look really nice on these on these 4k tvs that exist now so that's interesting i i that's a really good shout yeah you're telling me chris though that 8k is not happening uh, i mean <laughs> I mean, until uh, there are 8K televisions all over the. I mean, it, yes, it'll happen at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, hmm, it'll happen at some point. I don't see 8K being as necessary as like the, the and as big of a jump between um, uh, as it was between standard def and HD or HD to 4K. Yeah, yeah. First, because I mean, once you get to like a certain point, your eyes just can't tell the difference. You know, <laughs> I can't differentiate between the pixels. Yeah, yeah. And so like, it's only gonna really apply on these like huge, huge TVs, like eighty-six mm. inch TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and so like, I could see it. You know, definitely happening there first. But then, I mean, the movie industry has to start changing to eight K. Like, it's just, it's it's a whole ordeal, John. 
Yeah. I think like I've seen um like some future proofing happening with like with with just like uh like the some of the like the the high definition um kind of showcase uh YouTube channels where it's like, oh man, yeah, watch this this one is an eight K. Like I I've seen that like uh more now. But I think that's literally just because it's like, well, cameras can capture that, so why not? Like it looks like, oh, watch this super close-up slow-mo of paint, like, you know, splattering in 8K or whatever. And so like they're just kind of future proofing for for like the next however many years. But uh but yeah, like I you're right. Like my eye can barely differentiate like if it's if the 4K monitor, like I have a 4K monitor um on my computer, and it's like I can't really differentiate the pixels unless I get like really close to it now you know um like the the apple thing is like the the their retina displays um where they have like a 5k monitor these days um but yeah like it's a it's it's a bit uh, once you get to a certain point it's like well is resolution the thing we want to go for (laughs) yeah yeah um well how did we get on that oh Uh, mid-cycle updates yeah so like and, and i mean we 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 just saw Microsoft expand um, the storage in the Xbox Series S. Yep. I mean, unless you know, like I, I just don't know what other. I mean, I get you know maybe better graphical fidelity or like I mean, I just don't know what they they would offer in a mid cycle update that would mm. actually make sense for consumers. And you figure that the development for these these. G- consoles takes a really long time now and so if you insert another skew into this it might just overcomplicate things for on the development side of things yeah um so yeah uh we'll see what happens 2028 that's uh you know a good five years from now so we'll see what happens uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is like, I feel like Nintendo is just, they're going to launch one like, cause theirs is like six years old at this point. I feel like next year or the year after is their year, you know, it's like, um, just as far as switches go. And so like, they're once again going to be like off cycle from the, uh, from the, you know, Sony's and Xbox. Um, so like, but, but yeah, you know, that's, I think a lot of people are like ready for the, uh, for the next switch the switch Two or the switch's successor whatever you whatever you want to call it um because of the fact that it isn't like it can't output 4k like even docked it's still you know it's still still you know not in 4k at this point and while like zelda looks really good still um it's like you know there is that element of like okay well 4k has been around for a while that's kind of the standard now um and and you know their plan you know the next console for for nintendo is more needed than the anything from the Sony's or Xboxes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the other piece of news, John, is uh, this is um, coming from I guess what this is a uh, uh, Los Angeles City Tourism Board of Commissioners meeting or document. Anyway, uh, they're looking, you know, at the next few years of convention sales. So they have like 2020, well, actually they're looking at several years, 2017 to 2019, uh, 21 and 22, 22 and 23, 23 and 24. Um, and they're looking at um, booked rooms, nights uh, for conventions, citywide conventions. And as an asterisk in the uh, the projections, it says 
includes E3 cancellations for 24 and 2025. So, uh, not not officially, <laughs> but through a roundabout way. Yeah. Because they have there there's either either one of two things has happened. Either one, uh, the city has decided to um, uh, not include it proactively, which I doubt uh, in their projections, or they have been notified at some point by E3 that they are not planning on having E3 in. 2024 or 2025. Yeah. So like, like extrapolating from that first scenario, I guess the reason that they would, they would proactively be like, okay, we're not going to include this is if they were like trying to figure out like, okay, worst case scenario for their like local tourism. Like, cause the, the whole point of, of the board of tourism is to be like, Hey, let's make tourism, you know, uh, more appealing for people like who come, come here and, you know, project forward and say like, okay, here's what we think we have going on. And so local businesses and the, 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 you know, the city government can like plan for this many people at this, these times. Um, and so unless they're like, Hey, from a revenue perspective, worst case scenario is they cancel E three, two years, you know, down the line. Um, then, you know, unless they're proactively going after that, then yeah, they would, somebody at E3 would have had to been like, guys, yeah, this is not happening guys. <laughs> um, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. So there's, the, you had sent this other tweet. So and there's an, uh, this is from, uh, at Steven Tortillo, uh, ESA rep tells me that E3 2024's fate is to be determined. Uh, they said, quote, ESA is currently in conversation with ESA members and other stakeholders about E3 2024 and beyond, and no final decisions about the events have been made at this time, end quote. That's very, no final <laughs> decisions, but <laughs> some real firm preliminary decisions appear to have been made. Yeah, the word final is is doing a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying, you know, like, okay, uh, I might get up at 2 a.m., no final decisions have been no made. No final decisions have been made, but yeah. it's pretty sure that that's not Yeah. Happening. And I, oh man, <laughs> I feel like they really, like they partnered with like a third, like a third party with Pop to put this on uh, this year. And then they, if they couldn't pull it together, like for that, then I don't, I, I just genuinely don't see it happening in the future. Um, additionally, Chris, we discussed last week how like e non E3 week is actually like pretty awesome. Like non E3, like the, the month of June has been really good. Like, and, and from our experience, there are still, there are still like press conferences happening a lot. Like a lot of game announcements are still happening. Um, so from our experience, I don't know if like we, you know, need e an E3, um, from a like industry perspective, Summer Game Fest, um, Jeff Keighley brought a bunch of like of the like the press side of things out to play a bunch of game demos in a one single location, like rented out a hall of a convention center and had people play games. And so it's like, okay, well, if that's also happening, why does the ASA need to do anything with E3? Yeah. And maybe that's what they're they're thinking too, where they're like, why do we like if 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 there's no because the ESA is made up of a bunch of uh, game publishers that they like, and so like that one point in time that those that group of game publishers and 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 creators needed to put their 
games in the hands of press as well as retailers. And But if that function is being taken over by someone else, it seems like the ESA would just go, you know what, we like we don't have to do this anymore, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I it, again, e, like E three, like they need to the ESA needs to figure out what E three is actually for and what's there to do. Like they've again, like not to rehash everything we I've said over the past like few years about this. Every time they cancel something, but like <laughs> they not that they've lost their way. It's just like again, it started as an industry event. Um, that was the only place that was where you showed up, you know, as a store to buy and order your games. Um, it's no longer that anymore. Right. Uh, it doesn't like, then it kind of turned into that. This is for the press to come review games and go behind closed doors with everything and see what's coming out. We don't need that anymore. Everything is, gets, <laughs> gets delivered, you know, like digitally at, 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 at best and, you know, in the mail at, you know, worst, I guess. And then, um, then they started trying to turn it into a consumer-based show. But what makes that uh, different when you know you had people like Microsoft, their conference was off-site, PlayStation, their conference was off-site, mm-hmm. um, all of EA stuff was off-site. So it's like you know people were were doing things around E3, but not at E3. It's not right. like Comic Con where they do. All the panels that where all the news breaks are there with people there, right? Like right. If they if they the only way I think that this works, or do, you know turns into something in the future, um, as a an actual uh, in person event is if they took the Comic Con route and all of their panels and all of their announcements and all the press conferences all had not just industry people there, but the, the actual public there. Sure, sure. Yeah, Comic Con is like a, a good analog, but I think the like the the you know trains already left a station on that I feel like because every publisher already does their own event and it's like well if we can control our own messaging and like not have to have a panel somewhere else and literally just get like a ton of people and and you know press from our events um, why would we do a uh, partner with a, an external um, location and and partner to announce this stuff like i mean if if they control all the messaging themselves i feel like like that's the benefit for them um these days and so like i don't i don't i don't know why they would uh why they would want to turn it into like from a publishing like why would microsoft want to do their announcements in a comic-con aspect there would have to be there would have to be incentives to do that i agree and like but again that's what the esa that's what their job like if you're wanting to put on a good event you need to go find exhibitors and people who are going to like take part in it and partner with you right. and like right like it, it they have to fundamentally change what E3 is from what it has been just naturally if this thing is going to continue and I don't think they're going to do sure. that. I don't so. think so either. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm there with you. I don't I, I don't think so. And it's it's kind of a bummer as somebody like who loves uh, E3 and it was like, "Oh man, I always, you know, I want to go to E3." And it's like, "Okay, well now am I going to be that thinking that same way about like, oh, well, boy, I hope I can go to Summer Game Fest at some point, you know?" <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it's just like that's not the same. Um, but I don't know, Chris. This is uh I I I agree. I I I severely doubt uh, E3 will be back next year or the year after or possibly any subsequent year. Yep. And that's the news. All right, John. So, uh, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that just happened and all the Woo-hoo. announcements 
there. Now, uh, something to call out for the listeners. I have not... I've seen random things. I have not watched it. I also have not read this article before. I don't know what happened here. So I'm going to read this for the first time, find out with them, and you can expound on anything that you need to expound on. Cool. Sounds great. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm reading off of an article on IGN, Nintendo Direct, uh, everything announced. Um, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, a brand new 2D Mario revealed. Looks great, dude. This is uh, this was the ending, the the show ender. Um, so obviously, like the article for the for the uh, for the people who are checking it out, like we'll put it first. Um, but yeah, this is a fantastic, fantastic looking game. Like there's a it's a new art style. It's like different than the new Super Mario Brothers games, um, which they had so many of those. Um, but this is a different kind of art style. It feels very kind of like a stop motiony, like claymation kind of not claymation. That's not the right word. I don't know. It's just a different art style, and it looks really good. There, uh, the gameplay looks like it's it's yeah, I don't, very I don't call this stop motiony. Yeah, it's not really stop motion. I mean, it's just more like pastel. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't look as like uh, it's not like like um, as low res possibly. Like it, it definitely looks, you know, like I mean, there's some cool things. There's some like. Uh, Shovel Knight style uh, silhouette stuff going on. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's like those, those levels get really trippy. Like where there's like, Hey, all of a sudden a warp pipe is a worm and it's like sliding around and stuff. And it's like, Oh my goodness, this looks wild. It's like from a gameplay perspective, it looks like it's, uh, it's doing some new things for a 2d Mario. Um, it's nice to have like a 2d Mario, uh, you know, coming out soon. This is, I think this is honestly like aside from, aside from Mario maker, this is the first 2D Mario that we've had on the Switch, so yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be nice to have um, multiplayer. Obviously, you got you got uh, you got Mario, you got Luigi, you got uh, Peach, and you've got um, I, I think I saw. Did I see who else was in there? Rosalina probably was in there. Um, yeah, Rosalina was in there. So yeah, like you have a, a bunch of different characters that you can play. The four player kind of stuff with New Super Mario Brothers was always really chaotic, but also really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Looks looks like a like a blast. It comes out later this year, as well. They gave it a I gave it a release date super soon. Yeah, it's October twentieth. Um, just reading from this, one of the big new surprises for this 2D Mario game is the Wonder Flowers, as they make wild and unexpected things happen in the world, like causing pipes to come to life, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah cool. I mean, just you just watching this, I'm like, this looks like the most you know like wild and fun uh, Mario 2D game I've seen. Yeah, the other thing that I loved about it, like, was like whenever Mario would do something, like get a get a power up or something like that, it would like pop text on the screen, which is something they've never done before. Where it's like sweet or like good or like whatever. So it's like very visually um, eye catching um, to to look at as I was like watching that gameplay. I was like, man, this is like this is really like kind of exciting just to watch. So yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, Super Mario RPG remake announced for 2023. It's going to launch in November on November 17th. This is, this is awesome news. I started playing Super Mario RPG because this is one that I I never played. Started playing it on the SNES Classic, but then just like dropped off. I just I I I unhooked the SNES Classic at some point and then didn't want to rehook it. Whenever I was like, oh, I should finish that game. Um, so I just haven't played it. So I'm going to, you know, this is, this will be the first time the music of that game is really fun. Um, I, there's one specific track. I do not know where it's at in the game, but there's one specific track that on some like smash brothers or like wherever it pops up, whenever I hear it, I'm like, I was like, Ooh, that's a jam. And I always look it up and I'm like, Oh no, it's for super Mario RPG. Sweet. Um, 
so it's like it's some great music. This uh, the music in the trailer sounded awesome of this one. Um, the art style is is very kind of uh, squished, like <laughs> very uh, very small, well, it's, like it's isometric three D. Yeah, but like the character models also look really like kind of wide rather than like long, um, which I always love, and th- that's true to the uh, t- true to the re- original kind of art style. It's just basically like a like a sweet looking three D modeled version of the original. Yeah, it looks really, really great. I, I'm, uh, I'm really impressed by this. Uh, Detective Pikachu 2 coming to Nintendo Switch in October as well this year. Dude, I, I'm so surprised this is coming out this like this soon, and it's uh, we're only just now hearing about it. It's it's awesome. I uh, I literally got my 3ds out and I'm I you know cracked it open and I was like ah let me uh, let me play the original now. Um, I was kind of hoping that they would bring the originals to Switch. I was hoping that along with an announcement of uh, Detective Pikachu Returns, is what that's called, um, that they would be like, oh, and also Detective Pikachu 1 has been up and it's now under Nintendo Switch. But that is apparently not the case. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess hopefully you got Detective Pikachu on your 3DS or, you know, whatever. Or or maybe this one just, just kind of goes off and, you know, doesn't require the first one. I don't know. I haven't played the first one. So, I can't remember if I bought Detective Pikachu or not. I kind of think I didn't because I think you could buy it, buy the cart for it. Is that true? Yes. You can okay. definitely buy the cart for it. I well, bought then, the cart for it. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm not really. I, I was. I was at the risk of spending a ton of money, and I was like, I'm just going to focus on digital-only games. Dude, Because I yeah, can find the cards real. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. And also, you, like, I have the physical cart of that one, so you can always borrow it from me. <laughs> yeah, but is the, okay, so here's the thing. is Are they going to, like, continue the story? Like, do we need to play the first one? Dude, I haven't played, I haven't finished the first one, so, like, I have, I have no way of knowing. Like, like, as far as I know, maybe it ends on a huge cliffhanger, and, like, this is the, this yeah, is the resolution. True. Who knows? Um, detective games, like, you never know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, it's wild, man. Metal Gear, Gear Solid Collection Volume 1 confirmed for Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was previously announced. Today's Direct confirmed. It will also be headed to Switch on October 24th, 2023. It includes Metal Gear Solid, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Metal, Metal Gear, and Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, Snake's Revenge, uh, a screenplay book containing in-game text of each title, and master book detailing the story and characters the the manual stuff like the stuff that like the additional non-game type stuff because i think they have like guidebooks and stuff like that in there too that they talked about um in the direct like that's fascinating to me and i love that like whenever retro games kind of come out sometimes back in the day like you know the manual will be even sometimes necessary to progress in the game um, I can't remember what a game, what game it is on SNES. If you didn't have the manual, you got to a certain point where like there is somebody like required a code and it's in the manual. And that was the only spot that it was. So if like you got a used copy and didn't get the manual, then uh, you were just kind of like stuck. Um, or you had to like find somebody that had, had, you know, the manual and could look it up for you. Um, but that was pre-internet days, obviously. Um, but yeah, like including like the supplemental materials with games is, is a real cool thing for game preservation. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdoms, Zelda and Ganondorf to get Amido, Amiibo later this year. Cool. I, I haven't cool. even kept track of Amiibo. Like I don't even know what's, what's going on with Amiibo these days. There are a lot of Amiibo, Chris, and yeah, they sure. don't do anything in games much anymore, but they Great. look real cool on your shelf. <laughs> That's so stupid. Well, 
All right. <laughs> WarioWare Move It will bring the micro game party to Switch this November. Dude, the the like micro game stuff, like this sort of reminds me like I've only played like one other Wario game and it sort of reminded me of uh what was that game that came with the, like that we got with the launch of the Switch where it was the uh one two Switch? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's kind of like that. But yeah, it's like it weirder. Up, up to four <laughs> players can play at once, and the game seems to all be all about holding a set of Joy-Con and just yeah. being as ridiculous as possible by performing actions like shaking, striking certain poses, dancing, and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there also is another One Two Switch coming out. I don't know if you knew about that, Chris. Yeah, there's what? like there's a sequel to One Two Switch. Who was asking? And that? is it called? And can I tell you? Is it called Three Four Switch? Dude, they missed it. They missed their chance. <laughs> oh my gosh! What's it's it not called Three Four Switch. One Two Switch Two. I forget. It's got like a subtitle, and it's. Let me let me look it up. I'll look it up. It oh looks goodness. ridiculous too. All right, new Pikmin four details and gameplay revealed. Uh, it's coming out July twenty first. Um, Nintendo shared that you'll be able to set off on night expeditions for the first time in the series, and you may even run into some Pikmin who glow. Is this an AR game? What is happening? No, with this thing? it is not. It is not. It's Pikmin is like a. Uh, it's like an RTS, like a real-time strategy where you basically command your little Pikmin. You can kind of maybe even call it like a, a, a lemmings. Or it's, you're not trying to get them to the exit, but like you're trying to do – to basically repair your ship to get off of planets by commanding little plant-like creatures to do certain things, to like carry things. Or there are like ones that swim or there are ones that glow in the dark, obviously, like if you're in the night and that sort of thing. So, um Yeah. HD Chris, versions. Let, me, let me hit you with the name of the of the oh. sequel to One Two Switch. It's called Everybody One Two Switch. <laughs> it's also oh got an goodness. exclamation point at the end now for some reason. <laughs> so it's Everybody One Two Switch. Oh Nintendo has the worst, does the worst job at naming <laughs> sequels. <laughs> Three uh, Four Switch was right there. We'll get to that it again right in, a, in a second. HD versions of Pikmin One and Pikmin Two are headed to the Nintendo Switch eShop later today. Yep, sweet. Physical so literally, all of those games are going to be September. there now. Yep. Like so, Pikmin One, Pikmin Two, Pikmin Three, and then uh, the upcoming in July, Pikmin Four will be there. So you can play the entire Pikmin franchise on your Switch, which is which is very cool. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Hidden Treasure of Area Zero expansions get a new look. Speaking of terrible sequel names, whatever they are. Um, I mean, that's like an expansion, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hidden Treasure of Arena Zero is actually a real good, like a real cool name for like a for like a, a Nancy Drew or like a Hardy Boys book or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario Kart Deluxe adds a new course alongside PD Piranha, Wiggler, and Kamek. It's going to re be released. Uh, it's it's th there. It, the Booster Course Pass Wave Five is released this summer. So that's this is the game they continuously release everything for. Like I don't know how they, they, there's so many tracks in that game now. It's it's. Wild. I mean, yeah, they're like there's no reason to ever. And until like they have another Switch or another console, there's no reason to ever release another Mario Kart. Wild. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon Remaster announced along with Princess Peach game. Yeah. Um, the Dark Moon was the uh, the 3DS uh, Luigi's Mansion. Um, so, and this like version looked really cool. Like the up-res and everything looked really good with it. It was fun on Switch or fun on 3DS and I'm sure it'll be blast on Switch. Um, the Princess Peach game looks really cool. 
Um, the art style looks fantastic. Um, and uh, she like powers up with her dress. Like she changes like her outfit to power up and stuff. It like Mario kind of does. So I don't know. It looks really fun. Uh, we'll see. I think that was like both of those were what? 2024. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vampire survivors will find its way to switch this August with couch co-op. Interesting. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, the Dark Prince announced for Nintendo Switch. Um, here's one that I'm interested in, or two, right in a row. Uh, Sonic Superstars gets a new gameplay trailer. Um, we saw it in, in Summer Game Fest. Do we have a, it just says this fall, right? Yeah, so it's, well, so let me look and see. But uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll be released this fall. Yeah, it's it continuously looks good. Like I, every single time I see it, I'm always like, oh man, I, I want to play this. It looks really fun. Uh, this is really interesting. Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming to Nintendo Switch. All three Rock City games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight will be headed to Nintendo Switch this fall. In addition, all DLC will arrive with the games. Now those like those were all released on last gen on yeah. Xbox and and PlayStation. So like, I, I guess like where I'm coming from is is our. Should I? Should we be concerned? Should anybody be concerned that those won't play very well on Switch? I mean, I doubt it. I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I mean, the Switch is about as powerful as like as your last gen kind of base level consoles were. Xbox 360, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or Xbox, Xbox. I mean, it's 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 kind of like right between that Xbox, like almost a, a PS4, really. So, yeah. S- Star Ocean, the second story R announced for 2023. The art style looks good. This is another one of those uh, 2D, 3D games the, from Square. So Yeah, this is a remake. It features a full reimagining of the original game with a mix of 2D pixel characters and 3D environments. Persona 5 Tactica gets a new gameplay trailer. Um, it was revealed at Xbox Game Showcase. Comes out on November 17th. Myth Force. Brings a Saturday morning cartoon roguelike to Switch in 2023. This one looks fantastic. Um, at least I don't know about gameplay, obviously, but like from a art style perspective, I'm like this one. I really want to play this one. Um, looks like a great, like a, a like it looks. It does look like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like that's what it looks like, and it's first person. Um, and it's multiplayer, that sort of thing. So like the only part of this that is like kind of like a bummer to me. Um, that's not like pointed directly at me. <laughs> um, is the roguelike aspect where it's like, okay, I, I, how roguelike are we talking? Is like my is my reply a lot of times when people are like, it's a roguelike. It's like, well, is it a roguelike in like a uh, Hades where like you you constantly feel like you're still like powering up something? Like, okay, well that, or is it literally just like you get reset at every run? Um, you, you feel like you're spinning your wheels or it's just the luck of the draw um, of what, what power-ups you get. Um, so I'll keep my eye on this one based on like the art style and the first person-ness of it. But uh, but as far as like the roguelike of it, it's like, man, I, I, I hope that it's more like a Hades than a... Um, like a Dead Cells, you know? Because Dead Cells is, is real fun, but if you get a bat, like... I just constantly feel like it's just random where it's just, if you get a, if you get a couple bad weapons, bad power-ups, you're done. You might as well restart. Uh, Splatoon 3's next Splatfest is all about ice cream. It's a event, I guess. Yeah. They do, uh, they do weekend events where, uh, you play and you pick a team and whoever wins the most matches, that's who, who reigns supreme. Mario plus rabbit sparks of hope. The last spark hunter is set on a musical planet. Um, it's newest DLC. Uh, it's out today. Sweet. 
Dance the Night Away with a new trailer for Just Dance 2024 edition. Um, it's crazy to me that game is still going. Uh, Polia is a cozy, free-to-play adventure sim that lets you create the life of your dreams. It's going to be released on Switch this holiday. Penny's Big Breakaway is a new bright and colorful 3D platformer. That looks this cool. was an interesting one because it's the uh, the uh, developers, uh, the team behind Sonic Mania. Oh, that'll be cool. So it's uh, a 3D platformer. Too, Faye so. Farm is a farm sim RPG with a big sprinkle of magic. Interesting. Silent Hope sees seven wordless warriors working together to find a reclusive king. It's an interesting take on the action RPG genre. It comes out October 3rd, 2023. That one also looked interesting. Uh, Headbangers Rhythm Royale is a new rhythm-based battle royale. It's coming out October 31st. If you ever wanted to play as a pigeon, that's your game. Gloomhaven brings the beloved board game of the same name to Switch later this year. That's interesting. I've been yeah. uh, kind of wanting to play that. Dude, I've always kept my eye on Gloomhaven because it's like it is consistently on the top of like most aggregated like hey lists of uh like the metacritic of board games basically <laughs> um it, it, it's it's constantly like the number one game for people so i don't know about the video game who knows how that translates right um but could be interesting well, i'm trying to like I, I wish they would actually show actual gameplay it does, well there's a little bit of it in here kind of looks like a i don't know is this a turn-based rpg i think you st i think it's literally like you play cards and stuff like it's the same game Okay. It's just they, they digitize the I mean I'm the, interested in it the then. scenes. Uh Ma Manic Mechanics is a four player co op game all about repairing vehicles as fast as possible. Comes out July thirteenth. Looks fun. Looks like uh what was that game um where you're the, the chefs? Overcooked? Oh yeah, overcooked, yeah. yeah. Looks like overcooked. Hot Wheels Unleashed Two Turbocharged will race onto Switch this October with over one hundred thirty vehicles. It's a lot of vehicles. That's it. So it's a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about um, the first few things we covered. Uh, Mario Wonder for sure. That's a that's a must buy for me. It looks so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, amped, man. Yeah, same. Uh, it's it's uh, it's cool. Like we're getting some cool uh, Mario things. Uh, like the the thing that I I wish we or hope we start seeing more of. Like I wish that they would have renounced like a detective Pikachu one remake, you know, like that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. you know, we've been talking, especially with the closure of the e shop, it would be, it's prime prime time for them to start remaking some things. I mean, that's why they, they announced that like Luigi's mansion Two dark moon thing. And it's like, Oh, that was, that's, you know, that's why that's such a big deal. Yeah. It's because it's like, well, that was locked on a, you know, a three DS. Did they ever fix Pokemon? I guess they did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, they literally, before they announced this DLC, they, they released a kind of a surprise patch to, to fix like the, like whatever remaining bugs they could fix before ah, the DLC. So, nice. um, I mean, and that's, you know, it's, it's still like this DLC, like even the graphics of it, I was like, Oh, that looks really good. Um, but it's like how, how buggy, how buggy is it? Cause I still remember yeah. all those, all those, like, uh, the, the, like, Oh, I fell through the world 14 times. <laughs> It's just, it's like, oh my gosh, Nintendo. <laughs> what are you doing, Pokemon Company? Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's everything on coming to Nintendo this this year, at least that they, they've announced so far. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know about so much of this. We didn't know about anything past August until this Direct, which is really interesting. Don't they do this monthly? 
Yeah, no? quarterly. Okay. Okay. Almost quarterly. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. All right, well, uh, we'll be back next week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And John Wright 777 And at Stay on Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. On Target.